Hey, hey, hey. He's back. I'm here. Back in the hot seat. Yes. It's good to be back. Oh, it's good so to be back. Um, I didn't know what I was doing uh, a couple weeks ago. You guys did fine last week, <laughs> last, last two weeks ago. It was good. I had to talk a lot. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I know. It was not something I'm used to hearing. Yes. Uh, but no, look, you and Jonesy held down mm. the fort real well. Thank Very you. happy. Thank you. Um, and you got some good analysis and you uh, embarrassingly used some snippets of me. Yes. <laughs> that was uh, interesting. Look, it was helpful because it just felt that you were in the room. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. I'm glad I'm yeah, so, encouraging calming yeah. presence for and you. All. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, welcome, everyone, to the TFL podcast. We are doing our NFC East preview today. Um, I'm looking forward into getting into my Eagles. Yes. Um, so that'll be great. Uh, Carson mm-hmm. Wentz, you know, look out. Obviously unbiased view. Totally unbiased. <laughs> um, that's actually one thing that's been really interesting. Uh, we've done a few things uh, recently, uh, one being the Dynasty Startup Draft, and now I'm like, oh, all these guys that I've got on my team, they're actually in a team now. I actually have a team going mm. into this season, and now I'm thinking I really need to make sure that I am unbiased about these guys, uh, even though I really want, um, you know, I want Todd Gurley to be not injury prone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so anyway, learning how to be unbiased. That's always mm. fun. Um, guys, you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We also have a Patreon going and our website is up and running at uh, thetflpodcast.com. Uh, we've had some great articles um, put up there and yeah. we're just going to keep churning them out. We've got some great... Well, we're um, not. We're <laughs> getting other people to do No, it. that's right. Um, <laughs> these guys are fantastic writers who are just keen to... Uh, provide some analysis yep. and some really interesting thoughts as we lead into mm. uh, the 2020 season. So uh, get in touch. Uh, feel free to comment on the show on Twitter. Uh, ask us a question. We're always happy to um, ask answer questions yeah. um, on the show. And leave us a five-star review, please. Yeah, yeah, just do that. Head first. on to Apple Podcasts. Press pause. And we'll wait. Yeah, that's we will. All right, now go. Okay, they've just done it. So Excellent. Do it. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. I can't wait to see all the all the reviews. Um, and share us with your mates. Uh, we're mm. having a great time. I hope you are too uh, following along. You know, it's Chris, it's not not far till football time. It kind of feels like we we're hope so, yeah, anyway. moving into football season almost. Yes. There's a lot of drafts happening. I'm um, drafting every moment I can at the moment. I mean, we're mid-draft right now in the Scott Fishbowl. Um <laughs> Shout out to Scott Fish. Thank you for yes. putting this on. Thank you for inviting us into the Scott Fish Bowl this year. We're super excited but to be a part of it. Thank you for taking my guys that he has already. So <laughs> oh, <that's good. laughs> he's in my division. Yes. And look, I'm not telling him what I'm not happy about yet. So just in case he works <laughs> out what I want to do next. Yes. But uh, yeah, no, look, we're on the opposite ends of the draft though. So he's, he's not like... You know, sniping me left, right, and center. But there's no. a couple of guys that I was hoping would make me just drop down to me. Yes. But, uh, but look, happy with my squad so far. Yeah, you've done well. You, you're into round seven now. How did we both end up getting the nine spot in the draft? Yeah. Uh, and we've both gone quite different ways. Very different makeups. I, I took Kelsey as my first pick. Mm. Very happy with that. Um, he's going to be an absolute monster this year. Yeah. Uh, Especially with the premium score in, on tight ends that's in, right. in this league. Uh, you didn't quite have that choice. No, no. Kelsey Kittle went both at seven. So that's and crazy. Eight. I uh, almost took Kittle with my second pick. Yeah. So like, <laughs> but so, I didn't. so tight ends in this league get an extra 0.5 per reception and an extra 0.5 for first down. So yeah, they are. Um, 
very valuable. Really helped by the scoring. Yeah, for sure. Only probably the top end tight ends. Then the, then yes. there's a big drop off. Yeah. Yeah. So I went Dak Prescott. I uh, nice. Sort of had my eye on him pre-draft. Uh, absolutely. Um, so pretty happy to land him. And then couldn't believe my luck when Derek Henry fell in my lap in the second oh, round. Oh, mate, that's a nice pick. Yep. And then next two rounds, Gurley, James Connor. feel like uh, solid, risky health For issues, sure. but huge upside if they're healthy and up and running. Yeah. Um, and then I'm really happy with, you know, getting into the fifth and sixth round, picking up Amari Cooper and Calvin Ridley. Look, the fact that they're still there for you in the fifth and sixth um, is ridiculous in my mind. <laughs> um, in my draft, I've gone Kelsey at the, the one. Um, look, a bit of a mix-up. I didn't, wasn't so sure about my second pick, but Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams, and he's my second pick. I probably mm. should have taken uh, someone like a, a Kenyon Drake or something like that instead. Um, but it is what it is. It means I've got some really high high-end receivers. DJ yep. Moore is my third pick. I kind of thought I'd back in my wide receiver position uh, compared to others. And Todd Gurley fell, fell into the fourth. So I was pretty mm. happy with him in yep. the fourth. Uh, a lot of opportunity there uh, as well. So uh, still waiting on the, the 408 as the, at the point of recording, but that's all right. We'll, um, you know, slow drafts have their ups and downs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're really wanting to get this. Look, I thing just, oh, I love drafting so much, so yeah. much. Um, but yeah, no, Scott Fishbowl has been fantastic. Um, mm. It's raising a lot of money uh, under the name of Fantasy Cares. Um, I think the Potathon got well over 30 grand. In That's the fantastic. End. That's really, um, really the, awesome. The initial goal was 10 grand. So, yeah. Huge Shout work. out to the fantasy community, really um, pitching in. Uh, one of the things that Scott Fish is always saying is that um, really just set aside one buy in from your leagues. Just one buy in uh, from your leagues. Set that aside and give that to charity. You know, yep. Choose whatever charity that uh, your league feels um, happy with, um, but just do something. And he's started out with that message and, um, you know, we see we're 10 years into the Scott Fishbowl now and it's uh, mm. it's fantastic. He's doing uh, a lot of great things in the community. So, uh, yeah, get on yep. board. Yep, and then soon we'll do this all again with the Fantasy Football Down Under Bowl as well. Exactly. I can't wait for that one as well. That's going to be a good one. Uh, local Aussie, uh, yeah. NFL, NFL draft, that's going to be really, really great. Mm-hmm. Um, what else we got on today? What else we got on today? NFC East rankings uh, today. So looking at uh, Dallas, the Giants, Philly, and Washington. Uh, some interesting uh, teams there and some teams that you might want to not just do so much with. Just um, end the podcast early with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll get to them uh, a little bit later. Um, yes. So, yeah, looking forward to heading into that. Uh, I was out on some family visits last time, uh, but we are in school holidays we now, are. which is a glorious Recording thing. at a nice, you know, time in the morning. That's right. Away from our families. <laughs> we love you so much. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's uh, it's good to be having a break from the craziness of school at this time. Mm. Uh, Chris, we had a dynasty startup as well. I mentioned that a little bit earlier, but yep. uh, that was a good night. Unfortunately, I was yeah, away, was but still able omission, to- Or there was another omission. Uh, yeah, Sammy boy. Sam Green uh, just felt a little bit sore from footy the, uh, that day and so decided not to- Look, I can't in. talk. I don't play football, <laughs> so I'm not going to make any comments there, but I'm sure the uh, other look, guys ribbed into it. Well, look, yeah, especially when there was multiple other people who played footy that day that was there as well. Uh, yeah. But look, you know, um, it's still good to have Sam in the league. He's he's a great trading partner. Yeah, he's uh, already tried to field a few things from yeah, me. So <laughs> no doubt, he's probably trying to suss out, you know, where you know how you are, as you know, trying That's to it. take I'm advantage still of the, you. I'm still the unknown to these entity guys. to these guys. Yep. So uh, we'll have to meet them um, soon. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's been a busy two weeks. Really, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. 
news and notes. Well, we've got two weeks really to cover what like of stuff to cover. Mm. Uh, so let's start with the first thing that kind of happened a few weeks ago. Uh, a couple okay. of weeks ago, Cam Newton. Yes, he's. Everyone's been talking about this. We're a bit late to the party, I know, mm. but uh, with oh. the New England Patriots. Such a tiny deal uh, in terms of guaranteed yeah. money, but uh, but with incentives to earn up to what was it seven and a half? Yeah, yeah. So if he completes everything, New England had no salary cap to offer him no, anything in the right. first place. So it goes to show that um, Cam is you know thinking about you know a good opportunity for him to that's right resurrect his career. So mm-hmm. takes a small deal, lots of incentives for playing, performing. Um, and then at the end of the year, he'll either have an opportunity if he's done well to yeah. find another contract somewhere else or stay at New England. Look, um, he's an exciting player. Um, and Hopefully in, still is. Yeah, that's right. You think that after these injuries that maybe he might have a bit of a downturn. But really, if Cam Newton is Cam Newton and can rush and can provide of just a big, those big bodied plays um, that you know we all know him for, uh, those goal line carries as yep. such, he can make an impact in fantasy this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, it's it was really interesting. It happened mid draft in our dynasty startup. Yeah, seventeenth um, round. Seventeenth round. It was the pick before my pick. Yes. Um, and I, as soon as the thing happened, <laughs> apparently, story goes is that Jonesy, who was on the podcast last week, was about to hit click on Eno Benjamin. Yes. Oh, what a great pick that would be um, in the seventeenth round. Um, Cam Newton. It's announced that he's been signed he by the He didn't know Patriot. the news had dropped. No, he didn't know that it's dropped. That someone's just gone and, and informed him at literally in the seconds. Chat. <laughs> it's just like, what the heck? Come on, let him so, fall. Let so him get out. Instead of falling, instead uh, of falling to you into for nothing, my lap for nothing, yeah, I traded yeah, up. So yeah, he had to trade. He, look, and that's fair. I understand that. Uh, it's just the nature of these yeah. things. But and uh, it probably made you have to pay what he's probably worth anyway. So yes, look, I traded a first and second future pick rookie pick for a second and third. And I gave my 17th and 18th startup pick, um, for his, uh, for Cam Newton. So look, I, I, I'm very happy with the trade. I know that there's some people out there on Twitter that weren't so happy with the trade, <laughs> uh, but a few other people were also happy with the trade. So either way, it's, it's, look, uh, swings and roundabouts. Until at the end of the day, it, it's still an unknown. It just it comes down time. with health. Doesn't it? If he's healthy, you win. If he's not healthy, you don't win. Exactly. And we can't really predict that. But I don't feel stage. like I lost too much to take that risk. No, 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 no. You'll, you'll be fine. I mean, half the time, first round rookie picks don't even pan out anyway. So. No, that's right. Um, so anyway, Cam Newton, it's just keep an eye. I'm excited to see what he brings to the league. Yeah. Uh, other news, uh, Washington's been, kind of pushed to change their name from the Redskins uh, by FedEx and yes. and the like, which well, is yeah, so seems like it's actually going to happen. Well, the, the guy, I should have done some research, worked out his name, but I, I do hear that he's a minority owner of the Redskins as well, the CEO yes, of FedEx. That's so, right. You're, you're correct. Um, so it seems that this is, you know, we haven't heard from Dan Snyder yet, have we? About Oh, look, he's... The, the vibe, I'm not sure if I've got any direct quotes here, but like the vibe is that he's- The vibe, the marble. Yeah, <laughs> the law. Um, it's, yeah, just a little bit on the, he's not doing it out of integrity. He's doing because he's, he's forced yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Great. Like all good decisions are made. Yeah, that's uh, right. Any ideas for a new new name, mate? Um, look, I, I had Laurie Haresh. On yep. Twitter suggested the Warthogs. I didn't mind that. Bit of a bit of Pumba action. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. What about yourself? You got a, any thoughts? No, I got nothing uh, witty. Presidents, uh, for you. something like that, you know. <laughs> um, anyway, so no, Washington might change their name. Well, hopefully they will. Um, it looks like they will. I think um, Kansas City are even 
in the discussion as well. Oh, like really? After pressure, you know, the Chiefs. Yeah, it's really interesting. I feel like that's Same with maybe- Cleveland Indians as well. They've put out a statement. Yeah, look, it's it's as soon as you start engaging in words that were given by um, colonialists to um, the indigenous peoples of a country, you start- it's murky water but mm. at the best time. So, um, Look, this got, gotten far too deep for my liking anyway, already. We're so. here for fantasy football. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and Pat, Pat Mahomes, yes, big ten-year contract. Big chief. Uh, he's just raking it in. I mean, he was on a pittance this year. No, it was a rookie deal. He was a rookie deal for sure. But not a pittance, like first-round rookie deal. Not bad. No, but, it was okay. But absolute bargain, obviously. Yeah. Um, so takes him to a Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah, look, was always going to get a massive contract, but yes, I don't know if anyone predicted a ten-yearie. No, that's huge. Like it's the biggest contract we've ever seen in the NFL in terms yeah. of year length. I think. I think even just. Sport in general in the in America, yeah, like it's in terms of ten length. years is ridiculous. But I mean, you can do that with a quarterback who's only was he 25, 26? Yeah, twenty four, I think. Yeah, there you go. Um, so we'll come out as a thirty four year old ready for another big contract. Really, I don't know he just signs two ten year contracts. Obviously, the there's risk. <laughs> you know, you never know long term yeah. injury wise, but when you've got the talent of, of Pat Mahomes, you, yeah. you make that gamble, you and think, any team should do for that. sure, for sure. Do you think though that they need to win a Super Bowl? at least want to make this contract worth it? Oh, probably. Uh, and look, and now they're going to have the the trouble, which a lot of teams have, is once they pay their quarterback, there's less money to go around for other positions. That's right. Uh, look, but uh, the the contract is is going to be worth it. Like you, yeah. quarterbacks are underpaid as, a, as they are for the value that they bring to that team. Um, what's interesting, though, which makes this contract very different, there's there's talk that it's potentially tied to the salary cap. And so his, his, going to, his contract states that he'll get a certain percentage of the salary cap uh, is oh, the right. rumour out there. So oh, okay. it's not so, a set figure. So normally with set figure contracts, they right. actually become cheaper as the salary cap increases. But yes. he's, his agent has allegedly structured a deal that that's, rises with the salary cap, which clever. is a game changer. That's big. Huge. Um, Big precedent for anyone else out there. (coughs) Dak. Um, So, (laughs) I mean, if you're Jerry Jones, you quickly sign him before he starts until, you you know, if it comes out, yeah, it is a salary. Well, this is probably Jerry Jones going, man, I should have signed him. Yeah, well, it's only going to get more expensive. Big time. Um, So you might as well just pay up um, and look, quarterback deals become cheap towards the end of their contracts, you know, unless it's like this one. That's right. Which potentially, yeah. Which it's amazing stuff. negotiations again go longer in each of these cases. Yeah. <laughs> it just means more speculation and all that. Anyway, that's the news for yes. this week. Chris, we're going to move on. Here we go. NFC East. There we go. Still haven't got it. Look, this is good enough for you. That, that was nice. Was great. I like no, it. I mean, I could have kept rocking out. Yeah, yeah, that's, no. uh, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, all right, Chris, we're going to yes. move into the NFC East. It's uh, sometimes known as the NFC Least. Um, yes. And it, boy, was it the case last year <laughs> uh, with the Eagles scraping in uh, by winning the division uh, with, um, oh, I can't remember, was it 10 games? Yeah. Or no, less than I think I won yeah, nine. Yeah, it was uh, not, not pretty. No, it was ugly. Um, anyway, Dallas Cowboys is where we're going to start. Yes. Um, arguably, we probably should end it with these guys because they're probably the most interesting out of the three. But that's okay. We're starting with them well, anyway. This is, where we're <laughs> this is we're going alphabetical order. You know, oh, right. real pro- real process here. As I as I was going through it, actually 
turns out it goes in order of best O-line to worst O-line as well. Oh, that's really so interesting. That's an interesting correlation there. Is that mo- That's only because Brandon Brooks is out now. <laughs> I mean, anyway, so Dallas Cowboys, some of the quarterbacks, Dak Prescott, mm. um, he is an absolute gun um, and right now. Uh, Four years in a row as a QB one. Yeah. Huge. Just never is going to let you down. Uh, right now I actually um, have him at QB four um, and in my projections. I've got him throwing for about 4,300 yards, 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Um, but one of the big things with any quarterback these days is that can they rush? And I've got mm. him running 60 times for 300 wow. Yards on the ground, uh, six touchdowns. I've got him for, um, just because basically he's. It's I love those moments when he's got those those pass options. Um, when he's five yards in, um, he's looking at uh, Jason Witten will be Blake Jarwin uh, this year, maybe, uh, maybe or uh, Amari Cooper. But he just finds that gap in the line and mm. and. and pushes it through. Um, he's an exciting player to watch. Yep. I really like watching Dak Prescott play. Um, and oftentimes what's happened in the past uh, is that we've seen them do woeful for the first half of the game. So they have to throw a lot <laughs> yeah, uh, right. towards the end of the game. And somehow they manufacture some ridiculous um, comeback win um, or a close loss. Um, look, I think he's ready to make his mark. Uh, he's got a new coach now. Yep. Jason Garrett's not going to be... Um, stuffing around. Slapping on the sidelines. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, Mike McCarthy comes in, um, you know, who was the coach of Aaron Rodgers uh, when Aaron Rodgers was mm. absolutely killing it. So, um, look, there's some upside there I think you've got to read into. Um, he's got lots of receiving weapons yep, this year. Another year under Kellen Moore as well. That's helps. right. Um, look, uh, seems that I think this year is the, the year that we're not going to be able to grab Dak in a draft at value. I feel that year yes. after year he'd sort of disrespected, yep. draft him late, like maybe 10th round type setup. Um, he's going to has to go earlier this time around, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he will. Um, yeah, I always liked going for Dak. Last year he was super undervalued, I think, mm. compared to where he was. Um, but now people just know who he is. Yep. Um, so in, in terms of the and, uh, the, and the, so many weapons around him now yeah. as well. So like he's got three stud receivers, Zeke. Pollard, like he's Jarwin. Uh, <laughs> he uh, look, he's gonna produce for sure. Will I want to pay up for him? Probably not. Still, I like I still like my late round QB in a classic redraft sense. Yes, um, but you just saw me Scott Fishbowl super flex. He was my number one pick. Yeah, that's it. I, I mean, look, it's different values, but for sure, like Dak Prescott. You can't go wrong. Andy Dalton is there as Mm. the uh, backup quarterback coming over from the Bengals. And all I can really say there is that if Dak gets injured. Oh, baby. He is in line for a massive, massive year. Um, If he's he's on your waivers. Like I'd be going 80% of my fab would be on Andy Dalton. Uh, Look. It's QB for classic redemption. Maybe I wouldn't. (laughs) Maybe not. But but if if it's dynasty and he's available on your waivers. Oh, huge. Rethink your league for starters, because he probably shouldn't be available That's on waivers. True. He sh- make sure you've, he's avail- if he's on your your team if he's on on waivers. Because for sure. that value, if Dak goes down, misses any games, he's going to come you in. You want to start him. He's oh, yeah, it's going to be so good. Anyway, because, that's enough about Dalton. Anyway, uh, running backs Ezekiel Elliott. We all know who Zeke is. Uh, he is my projected RB three. 
Um, got him for 300 carries, 1,350 rushing yards, 10 rushing touchdowns. But what is so good about Zeke is that he adds a lot in the air as well. I've got him for 75 targets, 428 yards, two receiving touchdowns. Um, look, there's not much that I really have to say. He's an elite RB. Absolutely. Uh, and be, consistent. We'll, yeah, 100%. You can't. Like I think it was every pretty much every week was a top twenty four finish for for Zeke. Um, yeah, doesn't go missing. No, never, um, <laughs> unless it's for a suspension or holdout. Yes. Uh, look, another upside. Uh, Zeke has Corona antibodies yes. uh, flowing through his body as well, so uh, that's a good thing. <laughs> Hold on to that. Assuming that you can't get it to us. Uh, look, that's it. At least not in the same season, maybe. Um, <laughs> the one thing that is really actually interesting is Tony Pollard, mm. um, and I'm not saying that Tony Pollard is going to be a jet uh, or anything like that in terms of usage. Um, but he's a solid running back. Mm. He was drafted as a solid running back. Um, and if you look at um, our mate Tim Alberston's uh, article yes. on the website, he's looking for who was, who's the next Austin Eckler. Obviously, we know Eckler broke out big time last year, missing um, – uh, Gordon was super helpful, but his efficiency is massive. Um, and looking at Pollard, um, he also uh, is a very efficient runner. Uh, 86 rushes last year for 450 yards at 5.3 yards per carry. That was second uh, in the league when it came to um, mm. yards per carry. Um, and for per touch, 101 touches for 562 yards, 5.6 yards per touch. Uh, let's put puts him at seventh. Um, so looking at that, this is a guy that is ready to take the reins whenever he is needed to. Yep. Oh, a pick just went in my Scott Fishbowl. No, oh, that's so nice. Uh, it's moving again. <laughs> it's been a long time since that pick was coming. Anyway, James Connor just went in the fourth round. Um, but back to Tony Pollard, he is someone that you want as a, as a handcuff. Mm. Um, he, I think, potentially could be used a little bit more, um, particularly if the game's done, which you, you never know. Dallas might be an absolute beast of a team this year and just, you know, win win games by mid-third third quarter Yep, a lot of the time, especially if they're playing Washington twice. So do you consider drafting him? Um, towards the very end. Yep. Especially if I had Zeke. If I had Zeke, for sure, Pollard is someone that I want to be going for. Yeah. Um, if I didn't have Zeke, I'd still probably I'd leave him, but I'd, I'd be definitely keeping an eye on the waiver oh, wire because you would. Yep. he's someone that people will draft. I think he will get drafted. Yeah, he should, but, but he'll people, probably get, people, he'll he'll get, get dropped yeah. because people will then want to pick up other people. And so a lot of these higher upside handcuffs like him and your Madison, yeah. they're going to eventually become on go on the waiver wire yeah. generally. Unless someone the, the, wants to make room on their squad for someone else. Exactly. I mean, you know, unless the, you know, the cook owner gets Madison and Zeke gets, yeah, Zeke owner right. gets them, then they tend to hold them. But they will. Uh, you can definitely sort of play the, have that risk of just sort of let, let them go. Yeah. And then keep an eye on that waiver wire. But Tony Pollard, absolutely. If he gets the opportunity. High upside. Yeah. Big time. Moving on to the wide receivers, there's three here. Mm. Three big name wide receivers. Murray Cooper, we know what he can do. He's a boom bust type player, but yep. finishes in um, that uh, WR1 range yep. uh, quite consistently. Michael Gallup, he's, three, he's two years in. Uh, this is his third year. Uh, broke out last year. He's got big playability, average yard. Uh, yards per reception of 16.8 last year. Uh, didn't have a high catch percentage, but uh, still very, very solid. Um, 
those two are the ones that are um, that are there that know the system. Mm-hmm. You got CD Lamb, who's drafted in the first round, um, high upside, just killed it in college. Um, it'd be interesting to see kind of what what do Dallas choose to do? Are they going to play a lot of three wide receiver sets? You got to think so. With this talent, you have to think so. Um, my thought is who lines up in the slot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not really sure who that's probably going to go to. Look, I think probably I, see Cooper going there. I think Cooper a fair for bit. the most part. Um, and you'll see probably Lamb and Gallup on the out. Mm-hmm. Um, Gallup's shown that he can take those big contested catches. Yep. Um, Amari Cooper is a tricky one for me. I've got him sitting at. Um, I think at the moment he's my wide receiver 14. Let me just have a double check. No, sorry, 13. Um, he's got that upside of being that wide receiver one type player for yep. the year. Um, boom bust, though. He's going to give you some amazing weeks and some rubbish weeks, <laughs> uh, especially now if Gallup and Lamb are there. And if someone's uh, going to – like if a team want to take care of the number one receiver, yeah. it's a Cooper. Yeah. And – so you, you potentially see a lot of what happened to Mike Evans last year where he'd have these huge games and then yes. lay goose egg type stuff. Oh, man, that goose egg was brutal for me <laughs> last year. Had Mike Evans, um, but lays 40 points the next mm. week. Um, so, yeah, I think Cooper's going to be like that. It will put him in that uh, total upside, but I can't – I don't I don't know if I want to draft him. Yeah. Um, especially not in the in the third third round, which is potentially where you probably want to get him. I think there's other players with upside. Mm-hmm. I think he has more risk. Gallup, uh, you you won't be getting in that top 20 receivers. He'll be far outside that. I've got him projected at wide receiver 32, um, but he has got upside. People are writing him off because of C.D. Lamb, um, but why, why are we trusting a rookie wide receiver to take over from someone who had a really solid year last year who knows mm-hmm. the system? Um, C.D. Lamb, for me, is going to be a jet over the course of his career. But Gallup is there right now, and I think Gallup is the one for 2020 that you need to focus on, Um, who potentially, when Amari Cooper does get shut out, Gallup is going to come in and have some great matches and win you some weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, Really, Dallas's receiving core is fantastic, uh, and you can probably trust that as a whole, they're going to be really, really good um, for NFL purposes. But I'm actually a little bit cautious because it's the whole share it around type mentality. Yeah, but I feel like Dallas is going to – I mean, I've got 590 targets. For to, sure. So that's a lot to go around. Yeah, there is. Um, and, you know, if their defense isn't still quite up to scratch, they're going to have to have, to have that high, you know, powering offense. And yeah. I think they can I think they can su- support it. And, look, I, I just think it's C.D. Lamb, they, they just have that luxury of easing in the rookie. And yeah, that's so, true. And um, so I still think that there's plenty uh, – I think Cooper's still going to – Get plenty of work. Yep, Gallup might, you know, might might just lower a little bit, but uh, you know, I, I still see them all having value. Yeah, for sure. No, fair enough. Uh, move last part of the offense here is Blake Jarwin, tight mm. end. A um, lot of talk around uh, Jarwin in uh, fantasy football circles uh, because Jason Witten is gone. Jason Witten had eighty three targets last year. Wow! And for a tight end, that's huge. That's a that's a fantastic amount of yeah, targets yeah. to be working with, especially when, you know, you're in the red zone. Um, I've got Jarwin down at the moment as my tight end 15. I've got him for 80 targets 
625 yards and five touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if he's going to be the chosen touchdown receiver um, over guys like Amari Cooper and and Gallup. Um, But someone has to take on the targets. Someone's got to be there. He's got the opportunity to do really well. And that's where I think a lot of those 80 targets are going towards those three receivers. I don't think – I can't see You've got Randall Cobb leaving as well, though, which has left another uh, 80 targets, I think. Yeah. Jarwin, though, last two years he was targeted 41 times and 36 times. So he's not he's not foreign to the receiving role. But they still brought back Jason Witten after they had Jarwin as the guy for a year. I understand that, but he's young. Maybe they yep. just felt like they wanted to get another year into Jarwin. Yep. And who knows what kind of buddy-buddy thing was going on between Jason Witten and um, uh, Garrett. That's the guy. <laughs> That's the gold coach. Um, so, look. I look, I like I like Jowen. I don't, I obviously probably projected projected him for tight end fifteen. So just yeah. out of that, look, tight he's got end a, They gave him a new contract. So yeah, they three must, year contract. They, they got something to look. Interesting to see. Like uh, it's worth a late shot, big time. I don't know if I'd go in with him as my tight end of choice, but if mm. I was forced into him as a late rounder, then you know I'd be happy to get to roll with it because mm-hmm. you can just touch down dependent guys down there anyway. Anyway, that's Dallas for Dallas. you. Take it or leave it. Chris, you got the Giants. The Giants, yeah. yes, I do. Uh, so uh, interesting uh, team with so many offensive weapons that just couldn't stay on the park. Oh, so injury uh, prone last year. But let, let's you know, let's start with our our main man, Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes. Yes. Uh, what did you think? Uh, I thought it was a good good first rookie year. Yeah, uh, didn't embarrass. Look, the, didn't embarrass himself after getting picked what number six in the draft. Like, yeah, it was a consensus pick. worst pick of the draft that year. Like everyone was yeah. bagging on it. No one like. At least it wasn't a Jordan Love situation. <laughs> no, no, no. But it was still a head scratcher, wasn't it? It like, was. Um, and you know whether they could have got him later or not. But I think he's shown that he's got all the tools yeah. to justify that pick so far. Uh, look, there's been worse. Quarterbacks being picked earlier than that. So, um, in his in his rookie year, he had four top two fantasy performances. Yeah, uh, and three of those with four plus touchdowns. Uh, that's big as a rookie. That's uh, very rare. So I think uh, there's only two others that have done that as a rookie before. So, yeah. uh, I tell you what, if he can continue uh, with that sort of thing. Uh, Get Evan Ingram on the field more consistently. Yeah. Have the That'd three wide receivers in Tate, Slayton, and Sterling Shepard. Um, and then with Saquon taking that pressure off as well, this could be a nice little offense going forward. He's got decent rushing upside as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's it. He, he's young and athletic enough to extend players uh, and get those first downs on the ground if he needs to uh, give up on a play. Uh, look, their offensive line. Uh, they're fairly middle of the road. You'd want a couple of those guys to just come back to form uh, this year. Nate Solder uh, did okay, uh, but I think uh, that's probably where they, that offense just maybe the next a little bit more investment on the offensive line to help help him out. But I think when you've got Saquon and with uh, you know an athletic Daniel Jones, you can get away with it a little bit more because yeah, uh, and you know play those three wide receivers and Evan Ingram they. They can't load the box too much. No. Um, and so, look, I think, and I think a lot of teams will see, all right, you've got Saquon Barkley there. They're going to probably force him to beat uh, teams in the air. And so I think that comes going to come with a lot of production. Um, 
maybe a lot of interceptions as well. We'll see. Uh, depends on your scoring, whether that's going to um, impact you too much. I've got him down. Uh, oops, that's Dallas. Where where do you have him as your uh, quarterback in your rankings? Uh, Daniel Jones is sitting there as my 11. Yep. Uh, I think, yeah, he's got great upside all around. Uh, like when you see a guy in their rookie year just have massive games like that, there is a real sense of, sweet, this guy can put some things together. So how many passing touchdowns do you have him down uh, for? Passing touchdowns, I've just got to change my page here. So, um, so I've got him down at 23. I feel that that might be a bit conservative. He had 24 last year. Yeah. So I've got him at 27. I've yep. got him improving. I've still got him at 13 interceptions. Yeah, I've got 14. Uh, look, uh, he's look. He's my quarterback 18 at this stage when I did my uh, Giants projections, um, you know, okay. about a month ago. Yeah. Um, so, look, he's going to be available late in drafts, I think, yeah. as well. Um, great dynasty option. Uh, Thank you. You got him, yeah. Did you? Got- yeah. <laughs> Take that back. <laughs> but uh, look, uh, great rookie year. Like it couldn't have gone any better. I think for someone you know coming so in, aligned. yeah, uh, for sure. He, he, he shut up uh, a lot of a lot of naysayers. Um, uh, let's let's move on. We uh, right to running backs. Uh, Saquon. Yeah, uh, he's got- a gun. He's pretty good. Uh, picked him <laughs> up uh, at the 103 in our dynasty. Just trying to work out. Yes, that's right. So many drafts lately. Yeah, we have. <laughs> uh, look, he can do it all, can't he? Like he big time. Is a freak athlete mm-hmm. who can make guys miss. Is is breaking ankles left, right, and center. Can catch the ball, runs the ball, does everything you want someone to do. Uh, and he's so young still. And so crazy. Look, I'm. Do- I would not be surprised. In fact, maybe I'm starting to lean that he might actually outproduce CMC this what? year. What? What? Hang on a second. You, can you say that? I just dropped that. You just dropped that? I don't know if that's as look, hard to pre- take I, as you think it look, is. I look, uh, no, no, it's not. <laughs> uh, but I uh, look, my projections do have CMC ahead. But yeah, you can, for sure. But if you factor in a changing of coach, Yep. In Carolina, potentially change of the what usage of CMC that Saquon as well with a full season. You saw him in the fantasy playoffs last year and what he could do. Oh, smashed it out. 40 burgers in the championship week. Yeah. Didn't get you the win though. Oh, but wait. Shut your face. He, <laughs> Don't he bring was. He took a while just to get over the high ankle sprain. We see when someone yes. comes back from a high ankle sprain, it takes a few weeks. And so he disappointed yep. when he was playing uh, because, you know, he's a classic. You can't drop him no matter what. He's on the field, you play him. Yeah, 100%. He, took, he just took a while. So if he just has that full season of health, um, he's going to be out of out of this world, I think, this year. So Yeah, missed three games last year mm. um, to, to that. And, yeah, 100%. I look at his ability to yeah, catch the ball, um, is you forget that I think mm. with Barkley, like you look at him and he's an elusive runner. Um, his ability to kind of move around uh, the lineman and and find those gaps is fantastic. But you forget he is very capable at yeah. catching the, those balls in the backfield. Uh, look, there, some people are concerned about his target share. They're like his rookie year got 120 targets. Yes, uh, his 16 game pace for last year for targets. So if he did play 16 games, would have been 88 targets. Now, is that because of those couple games where he might have come back a little bit too early. Um, 
Yeah, possibly. Is it the emergence of someone like a Slayton coming in? Um, look, I've got him. Well, pre- Daniel Jones just plays differently to Eli Manning. He's more willing to sling it, isn't he? Yeah. So less check down work potentially for Saquon. I've still got him at 100 targets. Yeah. Sort of took that happy middle. Yeah. Um, but there is the the thought, well, maybe, 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 maybe he won't catch the ball as much or be involved yeah. in the passing he's, game. He's 90 targets for me. So still around there, but, yeah, obviously a little bit less. Um, then you've got him for, but I've got him for 270 uh, rush attempts. Yep. Yeah. Um, um, look, uh, win more games, the Giants will, I think. Yeah. Um, and so, and so well, they'll carry games out a little bit. That's right. Dion Lewis, your new addition. Yeah. Uh, do you see him taking that backups role off of uh, Wayne Gorman? Uh, it's likely. I mean, Lewis has played the backup consistently um, for Derrick Henry. Yep. Uh, in the past and did that. Still can come in as a change of pace back. Yeah, that's right. Um, Goldman, I feel like he's never really had any any influence on, no, on the game. And we're all disappointed whenever we spend our waiver dollars on him when, when Barkley's injured. <laughs> you're like, oh, bring in Goldman. But and he, they never produce that. No, well. you overpay for him. He does nothing. Um, are you worried that Lewis takes some of that receiving work from Barkley or do you think? It's purely what the co- is going through the coach's minds mm. when, in terms of getting Lewis because Lewis has shown that he can do it. But if you can keep Barkley on the field, keep just, the opposition guessing. Yeah, that's right. I just I know I, straight up really no. I don't think yep. Lewis takes anything away from from Barkley. All right, we've got to get moving, uh, Ron. We, we are taking a lot of time, so uh, let's move on to receivers. Yep. Um, what I find is that I really struggle to know who's going to be the main guy here. It's uh, a mix, isn't it? it? So uh, let's start with maybe the uh, the crowd favourite in uh, Sterling Shepherd. Don't know if he, why I called him the crowd favourite. Is but- he? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I don't know if, what crowd. <laughs> uh, like my, the, what probably people think is the most likely to be the number He's one guy. He's been there the longest. Been there the longest. <laughs> uh, underneath OBJ for for majority of his career. Last year was the first time stepping out under but injured. that. But again, injuries. What are your thoughts? Where do, it, do you see him coming out on top here in the uh, depth chart? Uh, yes, I do. Just um, like I've got him at 105 targets and I've got mm-hmm. Golden Tate and Darius Slayton both at 90 targets. Um, so it's really split for me. I didn't know really how to talk how- about split. You look at my projections, I've got them all three. <laughs> At a hundred targets, oh, three! Wow, <laughs> just a real wuss bag option there. I'm not taking a shot on all of them. So, to me, they're all in the same sort of ballpark. Yeah, um, I, I've got Darius Slayton just a bit more in terms of projected points based on his yards per receptions for sure. Um, and maybe and got a sneaky extra touchdown for him. Yeah, um, because we saw Slayton come come pretty good in that in his first season. I think. A good, good rapport with, year. with DJ. Yep, yep. So uh, the two rookies obviously played together in a lot in the preseason, yes. uh, built that chemistry where the other guys haven't. Yeah. Whether that can continue or whether Shepard and Tate can have also started to build that rapport. Yes. Um, it's going to be an interesting setup. Look, great yeah. for Jones because he's got three options. He can actually scan the field, doesn't have to zero in on one guy. Yeah. I think Tate uh, – you know he's he's 32, but he can still just. It's a consistent yeah, slot spot for absolutely. him. Absolutely, he can just stay in that middle, uh, pick up that those sort of soft coverages uh, nicely. Um, look, I and I and I think with Tate there, I think that 
that might impact on Shepard's effectiveness. I, I don't know if Shepard's that true outside guy. Uh, no, Slayton has shown that he can be though. Hasn't yes. He? Yep. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you there. You yeah, Chris. I think um, Darius is probably my choice for value in mm-hmm. terms of its ADP and stuff yep. like that. I feel like Slayton's going pretty late in drafts. Yep. Um, what about it? Tenth roundish. Yeah, that's it. And I think if if you can put him on your bench, that's high yeah. upside type player. I think that's a good draft. And pick. Look, and you've seen even Tate not even get drafted. Uh, no, that's and true. So with your last pick, that he might be someone worth uh, taking a shot on. Uh, Evan Ingram onto the tight end. Look, I know I just uh, go through them, but like I'm really just a bit stuck on those receivers on on what to expect. No, I think you can't expect too much from them because uh, I think they share it around a lot. Mm. Um, and really, I think if you're going to draft any, you, you, you're thinking about who's up, got the upside, and for me, it's Slayton. So that's that's where I was yep. on, on those guys. Evan Ingram? Uh, he's a good good receiver. He is a, mm. a good tight end when healthy. Um, I've got him at 100 targets. Um, I think they'll use him a lot um, if he's on the field. Um, so I like Evan Ingram. What about you, Chris? Yeah, to me, it's uh, I'm probably look. He's my tight end ten. Okay, he's your your eleven uh, as well. So like he's yeah, we're in that same. We're way. we're I think we're lower than where he's getting drafted, and so he probably isn't going to be a tight end that I'm going to to try to take. Mainly just as the cost is going to be too high on someone who's got health issues. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you just can't trust him. So no. look, he has shown elite ability. Uh, he was tight end five in his rookie season. Yep. Uh, but he's missed uh, 19 games over his first three seasons. Yeah, it's, and so durability is an issue. That's that's the issue here. So, look, go hard if you want to take – if he's your guy, take your shot, but understand there's a lot of risk there. I'd, yep. I'd, I think I'd much prefer to take my shot on a lot of later, later targets. Yeah, I'm a late tight end guy as well, so Evan Ingram probably will not find his way into my team. Yep. But – I like him from an NFL perspective for sure. All right. All right. Over fly, to the Eagles. Eagles fly. fly, Eagles fly. Um, get on the Eagles this year. They're going to do a lot better than last year um, if we stay healthy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got Carson Wentz as my QB7. Yes. Um, I think he is set to have a good year. Mm. Um, we've we've done well. We've drafted um, some good rookie wide receivers um, and – given some more support. Uh, Dallas Goddard's only getting better. Zach Ertz is Zach Ertz. Um, I don't, <laughs> here's the thing I'll say about Alshon Jeffrey is I do not expect to see him on the field much this year. I really am thinking that this is the year where Jeffrey will struggle to play even five games. Yep. Um, like he's shown in the last three, <laughs> four years. Um, so Jeffrey for me is someone that you, I wouldn't be touching yep. in a draft at all. Um, but even without that, Carson Wentz has got some great players to throw to. Miles Sanders is going to take a good um, chunk of yep. receptions as well. Austin Scott's showing that he, he's got some hands. Yes, definitely. Um, so Wentz has got good weapons around him who can be consistent for him. He's I've got him at passing 600 times. Yep. Um, I think they're going to be a really high uh, pass percentage offense. Um, I've got... Got him thrown for about 4,700 yards, 31 touchdowns. Um, interceptions at eight. I could probably make, they could probably be higher considering how much he's passing. Uh, but he can also put some stuff on the ground as well. Um, I've got him for about uh, 230 yards on the ground with a touchdown. Um, so Wentz is one of those guys. Uh, and just, uh, there are just some moments when you're watching Carson Wentz and you think he's been tackled, but he just pops out of nowhere. <laughs> and I'm like, how the heck did yep. you get out of that pocket? Um, he excites me. I love watching him play. Um, so for me, he's my QB seven. Um, I think my nine. Yeah, I don't know if you can really go wrong with Carson no. Wentz. Um, 
and again, he's someone that I probably wouldn't like, I don't know how much I'll be drafting because I think some other people like him as well. But if he falls to that eighth, ninth round, I think I'd definitely be yep. happy taking Carson Wentz yeah, okay. um, around there. Um, Miles Sanders. A lot of people talking about Miles Sanders this year. Um, he is my RB8, Chris. Where do you have Miles Sanders? Ooh, these are good questions to have available. Uh, <laughs> he's my 14th, uh, so I'm a bit, bit lower. Of, yeah, a bit different. Um, but, you know, I'm not a complete uh, Philly nutcase. <laughs> um, look, I, I've got him at 240 rush attempts, 55 targets, 1,000 uh, yards on the ground, 430 in the air. With okay. a, See, yeah. I've got him at 220 rush attempts, I've got him at 70 targets. So that's yep. really the difference in terms yep. of uh, receptions. Um, for me, it's... You're looking at a guy that showed last year, in the second half of last year, how good he can be, that he doesn't need anyone around him, that he can be the number one. Obviously, he was injured and Boston Scott came in and Mm. also dominated uh, in his last couple of games. Uh, So Boston Scott really is a great handcuff. Yeah, I think he's someone that they might work in a little bit more. Um, But Miles Sanders is the one, I think, by a long way. They could have signed... Like Some free agents. This, that are still free agents. Devonta Freeman is still out there. Um, and they, they're they not. I think it's for the first time in a long time, Doug Pedersen is going to take Miles Sanders and go, all right, you're my number one guy and we're going to run you a yep. lot. Because um, that's been the argument that he's never been a He's been a, a committee guy for a long time. But is that personnel reasons or philosophy reasons? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, when you've got guys like Jay Ajayi, um and mm. uh like Blunt running stuff for you. It's kind of like, well, yeah, we'll do a you committee. Need, need someone else. That's right. But Miles Sanders is showing that he can do everything that they want to. And he's got a he's a great pass protector as well. Yeah. Um so Miles Sanders I love a lot, obviously. Yep. Um Chris, not as much, but that's fine. Um you'll but, find that bit of variation amongst the experts out there as well. Yeah, experts, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Corey Clement's still on the roster. Uh, he had a good year back in uh, 2018. Um, yeah, 17, I th- sorry. I don't think we need to talk about no, him. No, we don't need to talk about him. Anyway, um, receivers. Mm. Um, Ashwin Jeffrey, like I said before, I'm not considering any – any. I wouldn't put any stock in him draft-wise, no, fantasy-wise this year. Look, I was just trying to read up on some – like because his injuries. Yeah. Like, so I've got him – only at 75 targets. So I am factoring in he's not playing a full season. I've got season. him at 40. Wow. <laughs> uh, so, look, looking at the – so I just read somewhere, uh, not have been Matthew Betts, uh, once yep. uh, he, he found a study that NFL players coming off of Liz Frank surgery, uh, over 80% of players did not return to the field until at least 10 months. Yeah, wow, okay. And so considering he did his in December – I don't think he's playing in that early no. part of the season. Um, and also that twenty, there's a 21% reduction in performance in their first season back from injury. Oh, great. So we're so, not going to get the good Alshon Jeffrey anyway if he does come back. So and I don't think you'll ever get the good Alshon Jeffrey ever again. No, nah, look, I'm done with him. I'm move, done. Move on. Uh, Deshaun Jackson is old um, and could be apparently okay. anti-Semitic. <laughs> is he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on Instagram, he put a story out there, had a quote. Um, that was, I think, traced back to Hitler or something like that. And he's come out and apologized for it. Uh, so, you know, good stuff there to yeah. Sean Jackson. Um, good stuff. All right. Uh, anyway, no, no. look, it's interesting to see what that, what that, you know, off-field stuff 
seemingly has more and more of an impact on field these days. So mm. it'll be interesting to see if anything like becomes of that. Um, but I've got Deshaun Jackson at 90 targets. Um, I think potentially you could argue that he could have more, uh, especially with Jeffrey not being around. But Jackson is traditionally and still will be that deep threat. Um, they're not going to always be throwing to him. He's going to be throwing that decoy on, on the, you know, out wide. Um, so guys like Jalen Rager uh, mm. will come in instead. And Jalen Rager I've got as the leading um, target um, getter for, for for the for the Eagles. I went 110. Oh, sorry, for the wide receiver. Yeah. Um, so 110 targets for Jalen Rager. I think what, he comes clear path to coming easily in. the yep. clearest path out of any wide receiver that's been drafted to having that consistent wide receiver uh, two role. I think you could probably argue that Deshaun Jackson is the one. Yep. Uh, with Alshon out, but Jalen Rager coming into the two clearly with in mind to be the one down the track. Um, great ability to catch uncatchable balls as we saw in college. Um, and I think he's going to be someone that is going to take, um, yeah, the NFL by surprise, particularly due to the opportunity that his quarterback in, in college out of the, all the ranked quarterbacks uh, was the, I think the second worst when it came to, mm. or he had the second worst amount of catchable passes uh, in college. So uh, Carson Wentz is better than that by a long way. <laughs> so it'd be good to see Jalen Rager actually have some good quarterback play to go with that. Um, Marquise Goodwin, you feel anything, he's got anything to say? He might, when Deshaun Jackson gets injured, <laughs> Marquise Goodwin will take the field. Yeah. Um, I've only got him at 20 targets for now because, you know, I project, you know, I want to project a healthy season for these guys. Yep. Um, but yeah, Deshaun Jackson goes down. Marquis Goodwin's got good upside. Uh, Sega Whiteside was uh, wrestling with an injury all last year so, and relied upon, still had to play. So it be interesting to see what he does after a healthy season. So it's pre-season. not that he's just no good? No, I think he's actually got something to give. Um, Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard is always an interesting question in the tight end land. Mm. I have Zach Ertz still 125 targets. I don't think that Goddard has come in to be, hey, look, I'm the better tight end or anything like that. Yeah. He's been a good tight end. He's been a necessary tight end in the midst of all these injuries. Yep. Um, he's younger than Zach Ertz, of course, um, but Zach Ertz is good. Uh, he has always been good. I don't I don't quite understand why people are still writing him off. If Jason Witten bloody comes back into the competition and gets 83 <laughs> yes. targets after a year of retirement. Yeah, 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 Why yeah, the hell yeah. is Zach Ertz not getting 125 targets this year? Yeah. Look, Tell I've, me I'm wrong. I've got, him, I've got him down at 130. So, Oh, there you go. You've got more yeah. than me. Um, I've got Zach Ertz sitting as my tight end three right now. Really? Yeah, he's a point so two above Mark Andrews. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has a point. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, so he's my four. Uh, look, it's, it's almost like, you know, Kelsey Kittle are that first tier, and I think that Andrews Ertz, yeah, um, are probably with you know that do your slide in. And people uh, seem to like Andrews a lot better than Ertz. I think there's a lot of slight yeah. towards, and so um, I worry a bit about touchdown that. regression with Baltimore. Uh, yeah, but I think Ertz is fairly safe, and and can, you can get him at good value. In a, depends on what your yeah. legs like. If you're like. getting Ertz in the sixth round, yeah. I don't mind that. Yeah, it's a good pick. Um, so Zach Ertz, I think. Um, stays on strong. Got it. I think he'll have 75 targets. I think it'll mm. be there um, with four touchdowns, but I don't think that's enough uh, for you to be drafting him. Like some people were saying that you should draft Dallas Got it. I disagree. Yeah. Uh, look, um, that's the NFC East. Uh, <laughs> oh, what? Oh, is it? Oh, <laughs> oh sorry. This other, what's this other team? Washington. Yeah, the Washington football team, uh, soon to be renamed potentially. Uh, look, all I can see here, Chris, is 
You've written gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I probably in all of my leagues this year will probably avoid all Washington Redskins. Fair if, enough. If I have the choice, if I can, unless, you know, some huge, huge values come away. Look, Haskins, he hasn't shown anything yet, has he? Like it's. It's flashes in the pan. Yeah, like. Very, obviously, a very small sample size as well, um, and so I'm not. He's not going to be drafted. Um, not by me. Maybe in Some a super flex. Value. Yeah, but uh, look, obviously he has to show something this year, otherwise they'll move on. Yeah, uh, they chose not to in this year's draft. I guess they're going to give him a shot. Um, in our dynasty league, didn't uh, was it man He drafted Alex Smith. Yes. <laughs> yeah, look, he's the man with half a leg. Still on, still on a roster. Look, yeah. Maybe he's better than him still. Uh, well, it's a, uh, yeah, look, not possibly. What can we say about Haskins? He he takes a good selfie. Um, <laughs> he's there. He's there and he'll try and make something yeah, out look, of this. Last two poor, ga- all I can say is poor Terry McLaurin. Yeah, look, the last two games, though, he he had a better passer, like half-decent passer rating, showed some poise, bit of accuracy. Um, yeah, who knows what a preseason will do. Yeah, let, let, let's let's see how he goes. It's always funny. It's He's like, I'm not going to, I don't want to compare him to Trubisky in the way he plays or anything, but it's yeah. the, the college guys that have that one year in the spotlight do well and then get drafted in yeah. that first round. So Trubisky had one year at, at North Carolina. And, and then got highly picked was he showed, you know, and the college yeah. season's a 12-game season. It's short. So it's short, one season. And so Haskins, he was sitting behind JT Barrett for, for, for most of his career, came in for one season, then declared early. Yeah. Um, you know, so potentially like, you, you could say that gone, about Joe Burrow as well. Like, but yes. I, you, I but feel that was history-making. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a little bit different, but it actually showed some really – Well, I saw like Trevor quality. Lawrence, who's been good his whole college career. Like mm-hmm. he's going to come out and – you can trust that. Yeah, a lot more. And so, look, so I think they give another season of Haskins. I don't think they're going – they don't – I don't. it's, you know, it's not Rivera's quarterback pick, so I think they'll be no. quick to move on if they if they feel they need to. Who knows, to. Trevor Lawrence might be coming to the Washington next year. <laughs> Maybe. Um, that, that bad. All right, on to a really clear backfield. <laughs> uh, <laughs> clear as mud. Look um, – the 29th ranked O line for 2020, according to Pro Football Focus. Thanks, Pro Football That's, Focus. Uh, that bodes well for both Haskins and the running backs. Mm. Uh, look, everyone, what do you think about Darius Geis? I don't know. Like, uh, he, yeah, he's not Rivera's guy. Antonio Gibson was drafted by them this year. And everyone with thinks- comparisons to CMC. That's outrageous. But yeah, before we get onto him, look, Darius Geis has shown. That he can play. Yes, he can. But he, he's he can another get injured year, as well. Yes, but like so, he had his MCL sprain last year. Uh, I think that that's not going to have any lingering issues. And now he's an extra year removed from his ACL. Potentially, this is the year he's the most healthy he's ever been. Arguably. So yeah, it all comes down to opportunity now, really. Yes. To, so do they give uh, Antonio Gibson a huge share of the groundwork in a COVID? Impacted preseason. I don't know if I don't know if he comes in guns blazing. Um, Adrian Peterson's just going to be there to mop up the injuries. Um, yeah. But look, I just worry. Look, I, I don't have a huge problem with guys, but 
is so high risk that you want to be drafting him pretty late. Yes, um, you do. And so, look, I've still got him at 200 rush attempts, assuming a healthy season. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me just see where we've got him. He, I've got him at 100 because I think Adrian Peterson will actually do more than we think. Yeah, okay. Uh, 100 think- overall. 100 rush attempts. Oh, sorry. I thought we were talking about ranks. Oh, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. But, no. yeah, we've got a huge disparity. I've got him, uh, and this is, again, pot- potentially uh, just a bit outdated and me not reading too much on Antonio Gibson. I, at the moment, he's my 24th running back. Yeah, he's 43 for me. Yeah, so uh, I think that, that shows you the range of outcomes we have with him. He could yeah. take command of that backfield, but... Again, Antonio Gibson being drafted in the third round, they'll probably want to use him. Uh, yeah. It'd just be interesting to be a fly on the wall in that yep. back room um, to, to know what's actually going on. Yeah, but, that, I mean, Gibson's got the ability to potentially even line up at, in the slot a fair bit as well. So I think they'll use him in different different ways. Yes. He's quite flexible. So, so there is a chance they use they, but both that can be productive. Yeah. Look, wide receivers, wide receiver, I should say. Um, yeah. <laughs> Terry F1 McLaurin. Yeah, that's about uh, it. Scary Terry. Uh, he's he's good. He's a great yeah, wide yeah. receiver and he's stuck on a team that sucks. <laughs> Look, he's um, 89th percentile versus uh, press cover, uh, sorry, versus man coverage. Yeah. 92nd percentile versus press coverage. He's someone you can throw the ball to. Yeah, 100%. He's going to catch it. Um, so, look. For a rookie to come in into that offense and be that good, uh, look, he's going to have a great career. You just hope that he can ha- one day, one day get yeah. someone passing. Look, and if Haskins takes the step forward, yeah, McLaurin could be huge this year, big time. I've got him at wide receiver twenty-two. Yep, um, which I think is baking in risk. Yep, and I'm twenty-eight. I think uh, similar. It's and it comes down to just the offense and yes, uh, quarterback play uh, coming in there. So like I've got 125 targets, um, a thousand yards, but only, you know only five touchdowns. Just because yeah, they're not going to get much gonna, across the line. No. So look, um, probably to me, I'm still probably not drafting him at ADP. Um, yeah. But uh, but he could he could easily surprise. He could surprise for sure. Anyone worth looking at in terms of uh, tight ends there, Chris? No. Nope. Uh, look, Thaddeus Moss was picked up as an undrafted free agent. Yep, he might do something. That's it. Like I picked him up late in our dynasty draft, and now he's just that's parked the only on my, place parked on my taxi squad. You should ever be taking him. Um, you know, late round <laughs> dynasty startup. Yeah, and look at it. And if for some reason he explodes, he'll be on on waivers, won't he? No one's yeah, no right. one's going to draft nah, him. No one cares. Um. So, look, I think that we've talked about Washington enough. Too much. Um, <laughs> sorry, uh, Matt Parks of the Fantasy Ashes. He's, yeah. uh, he, he's, he's stuck been, in the in, in the Redskins fandom. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's a guy who wrote our NF, AFC North uh, breakdown on the site. So check that out if you haven't already. Yeah, please Brilliant do. Brilliant read. Fantastic. Um, in depth, uh, way more than what we can talk about. Yeah, on this that's part. right. There's a reason we talk and we don't write, uh, yeah, yeah. but we're very thankful to our writers. So go and check out the tflpodcast.com. We've got new articles coming out uh, most weeks and we're going to keep pumping out some previews and stuff as we make our way towards uh, draft season. Mm. It is soon uh, to hit us. But again, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Patreon, at, T- at the TFL Podcast. Thank you so much for joining yeah. us today. And Let's get back to this uh, Scott Fishbowl draft. And we'll see you next time. Bye. See ya.